Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Yeah! Yeah! ESPN Chicago. And this is Carmen and Yurko. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. Happy hump day. Hey, it warmed up. It's not 25 out. It's nice. Sun's out. We're going to be at Benny's tonight, the whole station. Black and Abdallah, Waddle and Sylvie, Cap and Hoodie, us. It's going to be fun. Come yeah, see we're us. all going to be there. Got the few whiskey barrel uh, release party I'll tonight. I'll be there. Can't wait. Can't wait. It'll be bourbon time. Yeah, bourbon time, time for baby. bourbon. Bourbon time. Wednesday's a good time for fall, bourbon. All the fall releases are out. It's Whiskey Wednesday. All the fall releases are out. You're not, you're not going to find them on the shelf, but they're out. Well, I'm just asking if they're out. Jeez, I, mean, I asked a simple question. <laughs> they're out, Yurko. Yeah. That's why you want to get the few bottles. You're yeah. not going to find the fall releases. That's for The fall releases are barrel. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure the, the, fall the whole BTAC collection will be out there. Few. Have we got an age statement on our bottles they yet? They are four to five years old. Yes. Four to five. Yes. Four to five years four old. Four to five. Yeah. So we're both kind of right. Not there. the six I thought they were. Yeah, six is a uh, not quite, but uh, four to five years, and they're all delicious. Come try them tonight. We can't wait to get there. Bottle and bond? Uh, they are all bottle and bond, yes. Bottle and bond. Correct. 100 B-I-B. proof. B-I-B. Yes, B-I-B. And that baby. means what, Carm, for all us bourbon drinkers out there? 100 proof, at least four years, one distiller, one distilling season, my friend. Beautiful. That's it. Bottle and bond. Bottle And in a government-bonded warehouse, of course. Yeah, in a government-bonded warehouse. The tax warehouse. man can come and knock yeah. on the door and say... I'd like to see your records, please. What hasn't the government put their greedy little hands in? Well, they, <laughs> this goes back to 1897. I get you. They started it early. It was one of the first consumer protection acts out there. Oh, see, yeah. Originally, Eric, they thought of doing some good, yeah. you know? Because they didn't want people to produce poison. Exactly. I got you. I understand. And, and, and it's just more. <laughs> something and what happened? Not so good. I don't and know. And what happened? I don't know. But I digress. Uh, we've got a fun show planned, as we always do. We want to talk with you, the people. And, you know, we can really kind of spray it around today. We will hit football. We will hit hockey. We will hit basketball. We're hitting everything. Yeah, we are. Uh, I don't think we'll hit any baseball. That'll be next week when uh, Jesse Rogers and the like uh, uh, gather in Nashville, Yurko, for the, what are they? I always get confused. We already had the GM meetings. These are the winter meetings. Yeah. And these, then I think there's the owners meetings. Then there's owners meetings. But these are the winter meetings next week. And uh, there, I think there will be some, some action on the Cubs and the Sox. I, I think so. We'll do that next week. I think the Mobile, Alabama, don't the relief pitchers all get together? They do. And they do they, a relief they pitchers call meeting. The relief pitchers yeah. uh RPM. Uh, Association of yeah. America. Yeah, RPM gets together. They do that with uh, the National Realtor Association, I mean, too. They do a that? combo. Do we have one of those? Do we have a, a meeting of radio professionals anywhere? Of course, Ever? yes. Where? The the meeting of oh, broadcast that's not official. professionals that's of not America. Official. That's, not, that's not official. No? The Broadcast Museum is right here in town. Well, it used the, to be Cap's show on uh, NBC Sports Chicago. Wasn't that's that what, what it was? It was? Yeah. yeah, the roundtable, yeah. Chris. Nightly, was we it, would get yeah. together and we would talk. That was it. Yeah. The, and then the Cap's show got, went away. And somebody got mad at me because I got paid to do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, sorry I stood my ground. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Jeez. You know, you're, you gotta be, you got to be difficult all the Why? time. What do you want me to be? Uh, I want you to be you. I mean, I'm going to be um, me. You I mean, are. They, 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 if you do stuff for free, guess what? I know. You don't get paid. I know. You are special. I, I tweeted a picture yesterday. I put it on my Instagram, uh, at Carmen DeFalco on Twitter, at Carmen DeFalco 5 on Insta. And you could see the picture of Yurko. We walked out of the building. And I said, the reason number 126 why Yurko is a special human being. You see me on the Bite Me crew? 
You see my the back of my sweatshirt? I did. I love that. That's, uh, that's the fishing yeah. crew that I'm part of. Fight me. I like I've it. I've caught exactly zero fish in the last three, four years. What's the matter with but you? But, man, I can drink on the boat. <laughs> i tell you that for sure. Yurko using his three I iron as a walking back. stick that's is right. the best. I had to. Yeah, yeah, you got no choice. Yesterday was a rough to handle. I know. You looked, it looked Today's bad. better. It looked Today's bad. better. Hopefully tomorrow will be even better than that. I hope so. Maybe the massage did you uh, Maybe Maybe the hot son of Marco will do something for me. Uh, you know what I'm you saying? Go. Yeah, you're gone on Friday. Oh, you bet I am. I'm a little fact, jealous. Thursday night I'm leaving. I'm a little jealous. Thursday night, Carl. No, I'm not going to lie. Tomorrow night, you know what? I'm going to be on a buggy. On a plane. Yeah, just four days. You know, well, that's perfect. Thursday, coming back Monday morning. God forbid there be snow here. <laughs> Karma can't make it. I don't think we're supposed to get snow. Karma can't make it. What happened? Ah, the plane didn't take off. I love that one. You guys had problems uh, uh, in Tampa that one year with the plane not being able to take that off. That was nonsense. But it wasn't snow. Uh, it was It was you nothing. Guys, yeah, it was you guys took all the kids over to Tampa. I, I, yeah, and you, me and my son are screwed, stranded an extra screwed, day. Right? Yeah, I got screwed. I had to like recheck into the hotel. Beautiful. Like, luckily, they had another room. And Beautiful. The airlines do nothing for you. I booked you the know. flight last night. Listen to what I did. I booked the flight last night to Pinehurst. You did? In March. Right during March Madness. Mm-hmm. Right in March. For your annual trip. For our annual trip down to Pinehurst. You know they're opening number 10, right? I heard that. Yeah, Early you told me April. That. We're petitioning the powers to be down at Pinehurst. I want you to know this. Mm-hmm. We are petitioning the powers to be at Pinehurst, 24 of us, to have a soft opening mm. on Tom what? Doak's number 10. Do they do that? Like restaurants do a soft opening? Sure, they have to. Do a they soft have opening? to. You just can't. You can't unleash uh, the crowds upon the, the tournament grounds or upon the number 10 uh, without having a soft opening to find out if you have any issues. Boy, 10 courses. Wow. Yeah. 24 of us are going down there. 24. And they represent some of the finest Sweet clubs Lord. in the Midwest area. That's almost too many I'm dudes, have you know. isn't it? Isn't it? Like too much? Isn't it too big of a group? 23 guys and one gal. Okay. Uh, is that too big of a group regardless? Like that's a lot. No. No? The answer is no. Not for that facility. Okay. No. Once you park the rental car, you never see your car again. I, I, That's what I'm telling you. You and others have told Once me. Once you park your rental car, you never see your car again. You and others have told me that the Pinehurst trip is the trip to take. I'm telling you, that you it's second to none. I've been to Pebble. Yeah. I've been to Pebble. You know that, right? You probably do Pinehurst for half as much. Uh, I've been to Pebble. <laughs> right? <laughs> They're both getting a little yeah, bit outlandish. Expensive. Both yeah. getting a little bit outlandish. But the Pebble one is quite the trip, I'll have you know. I can imagine. Yeah. We have a good um, time, though. That was booked. Unbeknownst to me, I had already booked the flight September to go to Pinehurst back oh. when you're offering deals. So what did you do? They canceled the cheaper one, and I took the more expensive one, not because I wanted to. How did you forget That's that? Because my man Joey B booked it on his. Uh, and then I paid him. I gave him $276. Then I go and book it again because I got the app, and I wanted to be a big boy. You know, a big boy. you. Book your own flights. You don't need somebody to book your flights for you. So the dumb big boy forgot that they had already booked it in September, and the big fat big boy ended up booking another one. It was $60 more expensive. It t- wow, that's nothing for you. It took him fifty six years, guys. But he's a big boy and big he's booking his own flights. What do you booking think? My own flights, guys. 56. I'm an adult now. Congrats, my man. I'm, I'm, late than I'm never. an adult. I'm an adult now. I love it. I'm here you know for the you cool guys. thing, York, is you can move your seat up until the flight takes off right there through the app. It's pretty neat. I know it's crazy. And then I could pay even extra to go yes. even to the first. Yeah, 15. You, can, you can do it all. You can, you all can all check it every five minutes things. if you want to see they if there's kinda, an open seat. They alert you. They alert you and say, "Hey, we want more money from you if you're willing to go up." So, no, I appreciate it. You guys are going to be on this trip with me one year. I would love to, to do Pioneer, this trip sir, one year. I really yeah, one of these go. years, I'll we're all going to go out there. Play number two, play number four, play number ten. I would love nine, to. Nine, eight, seven, six, five. 
exceptional, the only one you never want to play, number three. Really? That's the dud. Okay, I'll remember that. That's I, the dud of the whole trip. I would like to do it with you. Yeah, that's uh, the, the trip, one, the golf trip. Yeah, the Sorry. golf trip. That yeah. sounded weird. Yeah, the golf trip. What'd you say? <laughs> You'd like to do what with me? Dude, you leave that stuff away. I mean, what is going on? The golfing. Well, in, the golfing. in off the air, Car- Carm's got his head somewhere else. You know, uh, we're watching soccer, and Garnacho for Man U just Garnacho. scored a goal. Another and, great goal. And Another what, did, what did Carmen goal. say to you, Yerk? Well, I mean, said, is he, is he a hot thing? I, yeah, is he a hot I, thing? I, I is he a hot soccer, thing? Like, is he up. the new young hot <laughs> Maybe this is why we got the mustache. You know, you, you, a you got thing? a little Freddie Mercury going, you know? <laughs> I'm telling you. A cross between is Dylan this, Cease and yeah. Freddie Mercury. Is this what we're doing? We're, no, we got I didn't know who he was until, for a reason? I didn't know who he was until the bicycle kick from the weekend. You guys showed me that, and I was like, wow, that's a gorgeous goal. Yeah, the great and Garnacho. And then Chris was telling me, because he's a Man U fan, he said, this is Garnacho. He's the 19-year-old Spaniard. He's fantastic. He's, you know, and so we're watching <laughs> right now. He scored another gorgeous yeah. goal, and I said, well. Is he a hot thing? Is, well, he said, a hot is, thing? is this the hot young thing? Well, I mean, relatively speaking, <laughs> you know he's a good-looking young Spaniard with some wavy hair i mean i yeah. meant in soccer it's all right carm don't you worry about it it's 2023 <laughs> that's what right. are you worried about you know right, you're come right. on out i uh <laughs> i have uh something from uh, abdali sent me this morning from <laughs> father's notebook he changed the direction <laughs> well what uh, go ahead you're fine father's is notebook. he a hot thing what does yeah, he got get us back on track i apologize <laughs> for doing the golf thing. changed the direction I that's carmen for... going to the thing he's trying to get on uh, get yeah. oh god i almost did it yeah See? <laughs> I'm sorry for getting us off track about what we were planning Listen, on doing today. We're all excited for tonight. That's why yeah. there's a little pep in the step. That's you guys right. are dressed very nice tonight. Everybody looks nice. I don't. Well, you sure you do. You got your few shirt on. You look right. fantastic. Uh, I, you know, you're I, young and you're hot. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> you know when the ESPN 1000 crew has something at night because everyone pulls out the uh, sweater. Everybody's got the sweater, sweater and, the uh, and the the button down shirts yeah. out. Everybody looks nice. You're either yeah. about to go to an, a station event or you're about to throw that shirt down on a table and have a That's picnic. Right. One of the two. <laughs> your girl looks nice. Look, he's got his okay, I got a button up shirt. I got a button up shirt. It's yeah, polo. It's beautiful. I got the Johnson's baby powder in the polo. Wait, that's cologne. a polo? No, it's not a polo. That's no. a. That's oh, okay. A, that's he a said it was. Oh, it's a polo. Yeah, it's a button brand. Down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, brand. Yeah. What are you guys talking? Look about? at you, uh, Ralph yeah, Lauren. Yeah, huh? I picked it up off the floor. Wow, wow, we won. This is the one Lauren I wore. This is the same okay. shirt I wore at the last event we had. Remember when I had my big red sweater that matches yours? That's what I'm saying. That's how you know that we have an event because all the the button down shirts come out. So I picked it up off the floor. Normally, and I looked at uh, it. I go, oh, it's going to be underneath some. So it's not too wrinkled. Here go. Normally, I, we're wearing uh, you know joggers in here. You know, yeah. so Chris is right. You know, it's a station event. We're all you guys are wearing the Balkan sweatpants in here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I like the Balkan disco, sweatpants. Disco. I, I'll tell you who uh, the hot uh, name is here. Right? I mean, we know it's going to be in NFL circles. It's Jim Harbaugh. And Abdallah has sent Stop me... Stop trying to segue like that. <laughs> See the hot one? <laughs> the hot what one. are you doing? Oh, is he a new hot one? one? <laughs> this is the you hot one. You can't get away from the you're, hot one. It's you're your gripping the steer wheel. You're white-knuckling the steer wheel. Yeah. Go to get back, back to sports. We got to get back to sports. We have fun in the first like, segment. I'm, we need yeah. to talk sports. Who's that, Garnacho, the hot one? Nobody wants to have more fun than me. I mean, this is a guy that... Oh, he's got to get it back on track right now. Unbelievable. He's got a crutch. The hot one is his crutch. Come on, this is... The fun bucket. Well, listen, we the now, what bucket? The fun, fun bucket. bucket. Oh, okay. Thank I'll read you. to you coming up. <laughs> Come on. Now. We'll get to sports later. This is that's fun. what we call innuendo. Come on, you guys. 
I mean, that's terrible. <laughs> now we got a break. Now <laughs> the clock's zero. So now you gotta, we can't you gotta do talk a tease. About now you gotta Harbaugh. do a tease. Yeah, now you gotta tease Jim Harbaugh. You're Coming up next. Too busy thinking up. about the hot one. Oh, the hot goals. The hottest thing From in hot college football. From hot boys on Man United to you're, hot coaching Yurko, rumors. Yurko, this is coming up next. Yurko just went too far. Uh, I didn't go far you at went all. Too far. No, I didn't. I just wanted you to make sure I heard far. what I heard. You went too far. Uh, coming up next, I will read to you from Jeremy Fowler's notebook uh, what he wrote this morning about Jim Harbaugh's name and the way it's percolating across league circles, Jericho. I will do that. And and there's there's something, I think, of note and interest in his you know five sentences that he writes about Jim Harbaugh most likely going to the NFL this offseason. And no matter how much you like Jim Harbaugh, no matter how much you think of Jim Harbaugh, to me, it's something you should be concerned about if the Bears indeed are going to be interested. We'll tell you about that coming up next. You can join us today at any point if you like. 312-332-3776. We'll be right back. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Right, so here's a note from uh, Jeremy Fowler's notebook, Yurko, all right, about the, what else he's hearing from this week, and it's about Jim Harbaugh. Fowler writes, Jim Harbaugh's name is percolated in league circles, with many believing this might be the year he takes the plunge back to the NFL. The sign-stealing suspension at Michigan looms large, and winning a national title with the Wolverines would make him uh, would make leaving the program almost poetic. He very well might want personnel power to accompany yeah, no coaching good. duties. No good. But he'd have a clear path. Uh, I'm sorry. He'd have a clear advantage in talking with NFL teams uh, because, per NFL rules. Uh, you must wait until after the divisional round of the playoffs to interview candidates currently employed by league teams. Harbaugh isn't beholden by those rules and is free to talk now. But I thought the same thing you thought upon hearing it. When I read, he very well might want personnel power to accompany his coaching duties. That's what scares me about Jim Harbaugh. And it's not that I don't think Jim's a good coach or that Jim Harbaugh would be a major upgrade from what the Bears have now. Of course he would be. But what scares me, and I said this during Crosstalk with Waddle and Silva the other day, is I don't like the idea of my favorite NFL team hiring a coach where it's one of these guys where the clock starts ticking right away. You probably have a four or five year window and that's it before he completely pisses everybody off and alienates everybody. This isn't college. The stuff he does in college doesn't work at the pro level. I mean, it works for a shorter duration of time. And so what good is it if you've got like this window of five years? Now, if you say, well, you go to three straight NFC title games like he did in San Fran, maybe it's worth it. But by year four, he so fractured that building and fought with Trent Baalke and the ownership group and pissed off every last player that in the last year they tumbled to eight and eight and he was out. I don't see why that should be the primary target if you're the Bears, especially if he's going to want personnel decisions because you show us the team or the scenario where the coach with all the personnel power has ever worked. Go ahead. I'll hang up and wait for my answer. Jimmy Johnson didn't have it. Right? Is that what you're telling me? Jimmy Johnson didn't have it with the Dallas Cowboys because the owner didn't have it. The owner didn't have it. 
and I thought they got rid of Gil Brandt. They did. Before he Jimmy did Johnson force, got there. He did force Jimmy out. All right. So I don't remember and or know whether there was a personnel guy that was in there. The only one that I, I would was say. Jerry. Well, that's not Jerry, though. Jerry didn't have enough experience. Jerry had to lean on everybody else, whether he liked it or not, because he didn't know. So I'd say Jimmy Johnson is closest. When Wani came here, Wani wanted that. Yes. And Wani got it. And then you saw what happened. You dissembled the rest of that team that was once here. You got some players, and then slowly but surely you started putting your players out on the field. And then you had the 0-7 start in 97, the culmination. The time that you were supposed to be your best, your fifth year here, I believe, 97, 96, 94, 94 93. Uh, yeah, 93 fifth was or the first sixth year. year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when you're supposed to be your best, you started 0-7. Yes. That's what you did. And won, what, four games that Yeah. Didn't now, they? Harbaugh, not that I – you still want a general manager. I want somebody that you can work with. If he's going to be here, if he comes in to coach, at least he's got a familiarity with the guys that have been in the league for the last nine years because he's been coaching college football for 10. Right? Is this his 10th year, ninth year? Last Uh, eight years? He's familiar Mm -hmm. with eight years worth of high school classes coming out, Mm -hmm. coming to play in the college ranks. So he's got at least a feel on who some of the personnel are. I still don't want him to be the personnel guy or the guy that makes decisions. But at least if you wanted to bounce a name off of him, he could maybe give you a little something back. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, five years from now, I don't think he's going to have that same ability. Five years from now, he won't be able to tell you who's coming out. He'll be too far removed. He knows the guys who are seniors now coming out of high school. He knows the guys that are juniors. Might be affiliated with some of the top sophomores coming out in the world. This is his ninth year, by the yeah, way. Ninth Michigan. year, yeah, Michigan. which is by far the longest he's ever stayed now, at one then place. Then you got to ask yourself too: Did he learn anything from his time at San Francisco? Did he learn anything? He's three years removed from having to take a pay cut, at University of Michigan. You remember that, right? Yes, that COVID, right? When they he took came a pay to cut? him and they said, "You're going to take a pay cut," and he was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah." He couldn't beat Ohio State at right, the time. Right. So I, I went two and four in the COVID year. Go through life. Without learning some lessons. I think at some point he learned some lessons from San Francisco. And he's learned lessons here at the University of Michigan. That would make him a better head coach coming back to the NFL ranks. So would you give the coach all the personnel power? No. 312-332-3776. I would not. Yeah, I, I would don't not think either. it's ever a good idea. I would not. But and I'm I glad think that it deteriorates quickly, quickly. I've got a sounding board. Yeah, it, it would. Because if you're not negotiating the deals, you're picking the personnel, you're not negotiating the deals. I, as the guy that negotiates the deals, can have an effect because I'm not going to pay him the same amount you want to pay him. You can still have an effect as a financial guy or a general manager coming in and saying, well, you want him on the team, fine. We're going to give you a, a four-year, uh, $4 million deal, $1 million a year. Take it or leave it. You can leave. We don't care. So the general manager and the financial guy can still affect your team if you think you have final personnel matters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would also throw in uh, this idea. It's not like Ryan Poles has really killed it. No. Crushed it. Like having someone else give an opinion or to help in that I don't mind if they work together, but what if he's got like total, what if he's the one with absolute power? He should have control of his final roster. Okay, that's fine. That should be the responsibility of the head coach. Yeah, but we're I mean, just about, like, my final roster. Think about skill position players in the draft. Like he hasn't, Poles hasn't drafted players oh my that God, it's been... essentially they're unusable wide receivers. He's drafted so far. You know, I, I just that wouldn't scare me off. 
if Harbaugh it never, wants. It doesn't seem to ever end well. It doesn't seem like any of these guys can do both, like can wear both hats. Ever. Maybe Jimmy Johnson. You're also going back to like an era that predates yeah. free agency. 1990. And the one, uh, one, dra- the one trade they made. And they made one trade. Set him right? up. Like it set the him Herschel up. Walker trade. Yeah. It was like that was a stroke of genius. And that set them up. It set up their dynasty. You know. Um, I don't think it ever works out. It doesn't ever seem Who's to go Who's the first guy well. that came up with that? If I'm going to prepare the meal, I want to be able to pick the ingredients. I don't know. Who's the guy that came up with that? Was that Bill Barcells? Maybe. I think it was Parcells. He's the one that said it. That sounds yeah. like something Parcells would say. If I'm going to make the meal, I want to pick the ingredients. That's, shop you know, for the groceries yeah. is what yeah. he said, right? I want to shop there that go. could be Thank right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds Thank like you. a Parcellsism yeah. right there. Yeah. That very much. So he's does. the guy that started it. He's the guy so, that uh, said, "Hey, I can find the talent." Would you mind if? Do you like Harbaugh that much? Would you mind if they said, "Yeah, you can do both jobs"? Ryan Poles hasn't overly impressed us. We're going to change the whole thing. Yeah, Jim, we want you that badly. I still do wonder if Kevin Warren wants Jim Harbaugh. I don't know. Is it matter that he was once the Big Ten commissioner? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe Kevin Warren's like, "Hey, this is business. Like business is business. business I'm going to pick this business. I'm going to pick the best guy." You know. He may have already somebody in mind. Of course. And it's not I, well, I, I would think he and does. And there's no reason why he would share it with anyone. Kevin Warren's going to keep everything close to the vest. A lot of people think uh, Ben Johnson's going to be the primary target of most teams. Maybe that's why the Panthers did what they did early and that David Tepper's got the bankroll to outbid everybody. David Tepper, I think, is the richest individual owner in the league. Is he not, Yerk? I believe he, he, he is. He might be. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he is Yeah, uh, because of the hedge fund money. Is he trying to sell to the world that he wanted C.J. Stroud? Is he trying um, to do that? No, he more sold like that they were all in lockstep, didn't he, guys? I, I didn't watch that entire press conference, but what I got from it, I had it on in the background yesterday morning, uh, finishing up some work, and I thought he made it sound like, no, it's not true that Frank... By the way, he called him... He mispronounced the coach he just fired. He mispronounced his name. Like, right at the start. He mispronounced his name. What did he say? He didn't say Frank Reich. They called him like Frank Reach, I think, or something. It was weird. He, like he mispronounced the coach's name. I think he tried to sell it as they were all together in lockstep, and he doesn't make those types of decisions. I don't know. And then somebody asked him if he's fired a couple of coaches already and he hasn't owned the team that long. Would the best coaching candidates be scared off by going there? Ultimately, he'll be able to outbid everybody if he wants to. Because, again, I do think he's the richest individual owner in the NFL right now. I believe that's the case. Maybe the guy who just bought the, uh, the Redskins. Uh, the Redskins, excuse me. I apologize. The commanders. the commanders. Maybe the guy who just bought Washington might uh, threaten him a little bit. He's got some loot, obviously. But uh, he can pretty much outbid everybody else. And some people think that that's kind of why he did this now to get a jump start on it. I heard Adam Schefter Monday night, though, report how much... Like Frank Reich was just sort of done with it already. Ten weeks in, eleven weeks in, like that. Like nobody was happy there. <laughs> That's a weird situation, isn't it, Yerk? When eleven weeks in, eleven games, in, a coach gets a coach gets no, fired, it's weird. gets whacked like yeah, that. That's weird. weird. I mean, it just is. Randy's in Seattle. What's up, Randy? Hello, boys. Carm, um, you touched on what uh, my statement or question would have been, and that is basically, I don't think Kevin Warren would want Jim Harbaugh. Just from familiarity from the Big Ten. That's a personal yeah, take. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. I wonder about that, Randy. Would he be able to put that aside and just say, I'm going to do what's best for the business I'm in now? Don't know. I, I had no idea about Kevin Warren. I want to think that he could if he believed Harbaugh was 
that good and worth having, but definitely I wouldn't give Harbaugh any personnel uh, control. Maybe some he can have an opinion, he can provide some input, but yeah. not make decisions. I've got a question for Yurko, if he doesn't mind. Yep, I'm ready for you, Randy. Johnny, why doesn't the defensive line shift more on the pre-snap set? Wouldn't that cause more confusion for the offensive linemen when you start to do that? Possibility. Thanks, Randy. Yeah, that's a possibility. We used to do that a little bit, start in one and then shift over to the other. Slide a little bit. Right. Uh, even if it was simply going from the inside eye of the the uh, guard to the outside eye and, and switching in the defensive line, you can do that. Uh, what happens is when they see it a lot, they know it's going to happen. Mm. So the confusion is less. If it doesn't happen all the time or if a team hasn't faced that like in the last three, four weeks, then they're not accustomed to making the calls that need to be made instantaneously when that's happening. But it can cause some confusion. It really causes confusion if it happens at the snap. All of a sudden you're in a shift mm-hmm. and you're you're moving at the snap. Then, then it, that's the, that. the ultimate effect. All of a sudden, one guy thought he had you. Then he's yeah. going to let you go because you're you're moving. The other guy's thinking he's got a chip on a uh, four eye, and he ignores you. And all of a sudden, you're standing in the hole with nobody blocking. That's got to take some that type of thing can happen. But uh, good timing. Any of that? I always say you don't want to be a stationary target. So go ahead and move pre-snap and then slant mm. post-snap. Mm. You don't want to be a stationary target. You want to leave him guessing, and you want him to be somewhat hesitant. That's the best case scenario for a defensive lineman. If I can make the offensive lineman hesitant because I'm doing a lot of things, mm-hmm. not just one thing. Uh, Mark's in Barrington on ESPN 1000. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Yurko's buddy, uh, Andy Reid, has been pretty successful as a head coach and a GM. And I know when he was being brought over from Philadelphia, they had Scott Pioli in place as their GM. And the conversation went that Andy Reid wanted to be in charge. And what ended up happening was Scott Pioli no longer had a job, and Andy yeah. Reid came on board. So, and that's an outlier, I think. But Andy Reid's a good dude, knows what he's doing. I don't know if I'd give that to Jim or not, but there has been success in the they, league they, with that. They, they also have like a GM, though. I mean, Brett Veach is their GM, Mark. I mean, they have yeah, a GM. You have, in somebody to bounce ide- you have somebody who bounce ideas off, but my point being is they had somebody in place when they wanted to bring on Reed, and they got rid oh, of that oh, GM oh, yeah, right. yeah, so yeah. they, they could bring you. on Andy they, Reed. They gotcha. brought John Dorsey. They brought John Dorsey in, and there was a little and, battle between Dorsey and Reed. Well, Dorsey and Reed hey, knew thanks, each Mark. other from their days in Green Bay. Right. Dorsey was a college scout up there. Right. Then became the director of college scouting. And then, I don't know where they each were, then all of a sudden they ended up joining Kansas City together. But even in KC, I think there's a little bit of a separation. Of course, Andy has tremendous input. They did. They did separate. Uh, then he went to Cleveland. No, I'm Remember saying, but I'm, I'm even saying now, like, yeah. of course, Andy has tremendous input. Yeah. But they have a GM. Yeah, Veach has been there. Their general manager, as the legend has it, is the one that delivered them Patrick Mahomes. Yes. The story goes that Brett Veach is the one who, after his sophomore season... Right after Mahomes' sophomore season, when nobody was talking about Patrick Mahomes, Brett Veach is the one who knocked knocked on Andy's door and said, "Here's our next quarterback." I, I think Brett Veach has a lot of say and a lot of power in that building. I think there's even there. You're right, but Pioli was there. And they well, got 100 percent. That's for Dorsey. true. Yes. That Mark is right about that. That is true. They yes. swapped. Pioli left, and, and Dorsey came in. Yeah. And again, then there was a little battle, even though they were friends and they knew each other. And Dorsey ended up leaving and going to Cleveland. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. If you want to discuss that, good idea, bad idea. Does it change your opinion on Harbaugh as a potential coach? If indeed he's going to say, look, he holds a, 
he's got a lot of chips right now. He's the chip leader at the table, you know, and he can say maybe I, I want all in final personnel decisions, draft and everything else. Would you be okay with that? 312-332 ESPN. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. You look at the situation in New England, York, with the, the, the mess that Belichick's gotten them into. And look, I don't doubt Bill Belichick's ability to coach. I, I would never suggest that. If I needed, like, one game plan, right, for the, the biggest game of my life, it's either Andy Reid or Bill Belichick. I'm probably asking to formulate my game plan, you know? You'd be I, calling him. Yeah, I don't, yes. I don't mean to suggest that, but the personnel matters. Uh, you know, now that Brady's been gone, what, four years? Like, it's exposed them. They're a hot mess because of the the what well, Belichick's I mean, gotten them into. Spent, you know, they went and spent on a quarterback and they chose wrong. But they didn't. They had the fifteenth pick that year. They spent on the, the kid that got there, Mac Jones. They well, used their first round pick on oh, Mac Jones. Oh, I thought you meant spend money. I'm no, sorry. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's not just that, York. Look at all the other personnel decisions. Look at the offensive. Well, listen. If you, got a bad, and, if you got a bad quarterback, he can make everybody look bad. I guess everybody looks poor. When you don't have a good quarterback. He went out and overpaid like a couple of tight ends a few years ago yeah. in free agency, remember? Like, none of it's been good. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just don't think it works very often. I think Andy's made it work because he identified something in Brett Veach, and they still have – there's a little bit of separation of power there, I believe. Of course, Andy's got uh, tremendous input, and rightfully so, in Kansas City. But I just think more often than not, you look around the league, and it, it doesn't seem to end well. I don't think it ended well for Holmgren in Seattle. When it was all said and done, when he you know, accumulated all that power uh, by the end, and he was a great coach, I just don't think guys are good at doing both. I don't know in any sport if they're good at doing both, to be quite honest. I just don't think it works historically in the NFL. Maybe a little bit with Jimmy Johnson and the Cowboys. Again, it was a very different era that was pre-free agency. Uh, and like Yurko said, that one, that one trade, the Herschel Walker yeah, trade, they, really they, they set, set them, them up. up. Yeah, It really set them up. Uh, Mark is in South Bend on ESPN 1000. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, how are you? Doing? Uh, Carmen is a good kid, always good to chime in. Uh, two years ago when uh, Harbaugh went up for the job at the, with the Vikings and sat down and looked like that was going to happen, apparently, you know, Carmen, you said uh, Harbaugh's got a lot of chips at the table, whatever way he wants to go, whether it's stay in Michigan, go to the NFL, he comes to the table with a lot of chips. I think the Vi- uh, he came up with a bunch of things he wanted to do with the Vikings, and the management said, no, Jim, uh, you can head back to uh, Ann Arbor. Yeah. I'm okay with the Bears hiring Harbaugh, and I'm okay with him having some autonomy over the general manager. And as, uh, if uh, the president of operations, Kevin Warren, is okay with that, I would be okay with that too. Mark, thanks. Appreciate the input. Wasn't the story uh, that he sort of just said, okay, I wanna, I'm going to coach the Vikings. I'll, I'll take the job. And the Vikings were like, whoa. You got to come interview, and wasn't that the story from a couple years ago? He thought he was getting the Viking job, right. and the Vikings were like, "No, you got to come yeah. and meet with us. You got to interview with us. You got to interview." Yeah. And then they weren't all that blown away, and he left, and they hired Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. Wasn't that right? Well, who didn't they hire? They, Harbaugh. Harbaugh. They yeah. hired so, Kevin O'Connell. You know, Harbaugh doesn't have an agent. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Just Harbaugh does, on his does own. not have an brother. Agent. John does, right? John does, yes. yes. But Jim does not. Jim does not <laughs> I have see an agent. Jim wanting to do it on his own. Yeah, <laughs> he's a weird dude. Which is why, when you know they're communicating, sure, I'll take it. Okay, <laughs> fine. Um, what are we talking about? How much? Paul's in North uh, Northwest Indiana on ESPN One Thousand. Hey, Paul. 
Hey, guys. How's everybody going today? Great, man. I tend to agree with you, Carm. I'm not really in love with knowing, knowing the day we bring him in, it's a five-year window. And because of that, I firmly believe since Kevin Warren has a relationship with him, do you really think the president of operations is going to want to do this again in five years right. where he would be more interested in getting somebody like um, the Steelers coach who's been there 35 right, right, or however yeah. long? Right. Yeah. You know, I, that's, I just don't see it. I don't. On top of his personality and the issues he had with the Big Ten, I'm sure Warren knows more skeletons about Jim than we do. Yeah, you could be right about that, Paul. Thanks. I do wonder. I'd love Kevin Warren to give an honest answer. Does it? I, I, I know. I'm just saying. Like, I really do wonder. Would he be? Do you have to in this situation remove any sort of previous thought or feeling about an individual because of your dealings with him when you were running the Big Ten and just say, "I need to do what's best for the Chicago Bears now." And if Jim's best, if I deem him best, I can't let. My former association with the Big Ten impact that. I, I, I really do wonder what kind of answer you would get and what he really thinks about that. Um, I think it'd be interesting to know. Hey, look, the Steelers are an outlier. You want to talk about an outlier, right? right? Like, yeah, they're the way they do business. I mean, they're just, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Or I mean, it, it's crazy that they've had three coaches in, what is it now, 60 years? It's got to be 60 right? years, it's like yeah. it's, a, it's crazy. I mean, the, the, the Panthers have had three in like... <laughs> yeah. Three. 12 months. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's, the, the Steelers really are an outlier. I don't know that you could ever get to that. But, yeah, I'd love the Bears to find a great coach that could stick around for a decade plus, that you really trust, that you like, that we you had believe one. in. You had Lovey. Yeah, you had Lovey. You had Lovey. Lovey. Lovey was 10 years right on the nose, wasn't it? You're, I believe was it 10 so. on the nose yep. for Lovey? Yep. You had Lovey. Let's go to uh, – who should we say hi to next? Let's go to Dave at Lake in the Hills. Hey, Dave. Hey, guys. Great show. Thanks. Um, don't mean to change the subject. I don't want to talk about Harbaugh, but that's been, okay. Talk football. That's all. Yeah, I've been thinking this crazy idea. Everybody's talking whether we're going to keep Justin, we're going to uh, get get him, draft a new quarterback. What you do to solve the problem is you you keep Justin, you draft a quarterback, and then you create a new formation with two quarterbacks out there, and then confuse the hell out of the defenses with this new formation because they don't know if it's going to go to that quarterback, <laughs> <or> that quarterback. <laughs> I don't know, Dave. That's another that cool. I, I, it's, <laughs> ahead, Didn't they try to do that with the Wildcat a little bit? They did, yeah. But I mean, it was not a necessity. What are you putting two guys right next to each other? You're nullifying one of those guys as anybody, really. Oh boy, I'll I let don't you know. as the football I'm, I'm expert not, talk about that's that. Not it, it, it seems I'm in favor. Of, yeah. I'm not in favor of it, Dave. Thanks, man. Uh, coming up next, we'll grab more of your phone calls on Harbaugh too. Just if you want to talk Bears in general, three one two three three two three seven seven six. Bears at the bye, four and eight. Uh, coming up next, speaking of uh, one of those quarterbacks, right? It's a quarterback rich class. Is one guy staying or is he just playing games? We'll talk about that when we return. It's Carmen and York. Working from home or back in the office? Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Do, da, dippity. You can oh. go with this or you can go with that. Shane Orling uh, checking in from the Cap and Hood show. Uh, to your Belichick point, Carmen, every single pick from the 2022 draft is either an IR or cut. Every single one. It's a disaster in New England with Belichick running both parts or all parts of the football operation. Uh, they're a mess. 
Well, we got to cheer for them to win some games, right? You're keeping oh, yeah. away. They got two wins. Yes. I don't know if they're going to win another game. They've got the Chargers at home this weekend. Well, the way Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi play, I don't know. And like every game, he goes back to Mac Jones to start, and then by halftime, he's yeah, benched because he's, he's terrible. Zappy. It's terrible. It is absolutely atrocious watching them try to play football right now. And he's trying to tie the game with field goals. They can't even make those. Yuck. But we need to cheer for the Patriots to win some games, my man. I'm with you. Right? I'm cheering for it. Cheer for the Giants to keep winning. Let's go Tommy DeVito. Paisan Power. Your guy. Let's go Tommy. Hey. Hey. Mod on. Speaking of that, we ain't gotten our supper set yet. Hey, they were supposed to get who's, who's our guy or Joe and Elmwood Park. Yeah, yeah, Elmwood we, Park. Well, Joe had it for us. I screwed that oh, up boy. over the summer. That was my mistake. And I left the fest without seeing Joe. And I, I forgot. That was my fault. I know. You got made a, home, a bunch of homemade super sod. We, we wouldn't be hungry right now. I know. We had it last year. It was fantastic. I put on, um, I put in my story on Instagram, at Carmen DeFalco5. You see the video the Red Wings put out this morning? They're playing New York. Now, he's not playing tonight, I guess. But he was at the morning skate. Patrick Kane, Kane you're yeah. talking about. And then the Hawks play in Detroit tomorrow. It's kind of weird, Yerk, seeing Kane. It just is kind of weird. It's a little weird. bit different? It's a little different. And a bunch of people... Is it causing you concern? No, not concern, but then a bunch of people like reacted to the story, you know? Like Danny, right. uh, Danny and Schomburg, our buddy Mike Jimenez, Nick Voss. He's a Detroit guy, so he loves it. But the, the rest of them were like uh, the Dram Daddy. They're all posting... The the puke emojis. They, it's like, oh man, it's weird. It's weird to see Kaner in a Red Wings jersey. I don't begrudge the guy. But it's not like Chelios being in that jersey. No, That's I know. All I'm I, saying I don't begrudge Chelly either. But well, I mean, the, it's the guy different. had hip surgery. The guy went yeah. rehab. He's back. I know it's and very. He different. wants to find a team to play for. The team that he was on has moved on. I know they've I know. gone a different direction. I understand what you're saying. I I, I get it. Yeah, this current group that runs the Bears wants, not the Bears, runs the Blackhawks, wants nothing to do with the Stanley Cup champions of yesteryear. Nothing. Nothing. The minute Uh, they could purge themselves as quickly as possible away from anybody that had anything to do with the Stanley Cup years, that's what they want. And then they let, uh, I ranted on this a little bit yesterday, Kyle Davidson did address the media. I don't know if he was, uh, I don't know what finally clicked for them, Yerk, to be honest, if they just heard the mounting criticism and pressure, and rightfully so. Look, social media is not going anywhere, unfortunately. You know, there was a time, whatever you think of the media, uh, there was a time when a rumor like the one that was started a couple of days ago about the Corey Perry situation, would have never really found the light of day. It would not have been reported. Right. There is now an avenue and an outlet for any jackaloon to create any rumor and say anything he or she wants, and it can turn into something. Now, you could say, well, it's not the Hawks' fault, or it's not that. Here's where it's the Hawks' fault. Hiding behind this, well, it's a legal matter and we can't say anything. That's nonsense. I, I'd love an attorney, honestly, to call in and tell us that the Hawks would be somehow jeopardizing themselves or in some sort of violation um, of any future litigation had they come out and said Corey Perry was involved in an incident in Columbus 
last Tuesday night that requires our immediate action and investigation. Instead, these teams hide behind this nonsense of it's an internal matter and we're not allowed to say anything. It's baloney. I think Paxson said it best. You can't respond to everything. I mean, every wild story that's out there, you're going to spend time to respond to all of them? You wouldn't have had to respond to the wild story if you were more transparent last Thursday and Friday. You wouldn't have had to. The Perry story. Yeah, Perry yeah. Story. you wouldn't have had to. Resp- you could have come out and been truthful. You could have been transparent. When in the wake of the stuff with uh, the previous regime and why they want to distance themselves from everything from 2010 through 2015. All those great, uh, because great of Kyle Be- the Kyle Beach stuff. All they promised more transparency. We don't get that. And Davidson was finally shamed to step to the media uh, and step in front of the podium and say this yesterday. Last week, management was notified of possible misconduct by Corey Perry. We immediately pulled him from the game and conducted an internal investigation. Upon learning the uh, findings of the investigation, we made the decision to terminate his contract. This does not involve any players or their families. And anything that suggests otherwise, or anyone that suggests otherwise, is wildly inaccurate. And frankly, it's disgusting. He should have said that last week. You wouldn't have had to have addressed the rumors. To your point about what John Paxson once said. If you would have just come out and stop with this nonsense of, we're not going to say, we won't respond, we're not going to say anything, we're not going to tell you what happened. Be a little transparent. Who are you protecting exactly? Corey Perry? What? Um, it, what so, are the, uh, uh, what's the players' association's rights in a situation like that? What are the players' rights in a situation like that? Don't isn't there some sort of caution that needs to happen and needs to take place? Would that would what he just said? If he said that last week, would that have violated? Well, I, I don't know. I I'd, I'd have to find out. I, I don't know I if it think, would or it wouldn't. Yeah. And then he got all emotional when asked about like now he has to address the rumors and. I don't know if it was a mea culpa or what it was, but he said, well, I think he regrets not being more forthright. And maybe this will finally change the way they do business because he was like breaking down. Did you see that? I don't know if you saw it. He was getting like visibly upset about it. He said, well, now I have to wear that. I have Did to wear you that. wishes that he had the anonymity he had last year during the draft when the guy interviewing him had no idea who he was? <laughs> I bet do he you wish he can crawl back I into the <laughs> anonymity uh, area there. I bet he wished it, Yerk, in the mm-hmm. moment. And then at least they went out and they responded on the ice last night and they held off the Kraken and they won a four game. Four to three? So they won four to three, yeah. Congratulations. Can we get a back-to-back victory? They play tomorrow night. We'll see. Against Detroit. Time yeah. will tell. I wonder when Kaner's playing his first game. I don't know. Have you seen anything about it? I'm not sure. He was I, on the I ice have this not. morning. I have not. The, the Blackhawks have 14 points. 14 <laughs> points. Thanks for reminding me. Okay. Uh, you know, coming up, who'll have more victories, the Bulls or the Blackhawks? They Jeez. Yerk, the Bulls are trending for 21 victories, Yerk. 21. I want to talk about a few things. Uh, I know some guys are still on the line and want to talk like Harbaugh Bears. Please sit tight. We'll get to you. Sit tight. We'll take some NFL calls. I would like to talk about what happened in Boston last night with the Bulls. There were a couple of interesting things because of like the in-season tournament and Billy Donovan wasn't happy and he was... You know, he was so, telling Joe Missoula, like, hey, right. dude, what are we doing here? And Joe Missoula sort of apologized afterwards. How big of a beating do we have to take? Right, yeah, like, that's it, Yerk. How big of a beating do we have to take? 
Billy Donovan just wants to go home. That's all he wanted. Just end this game already. Yeah. What are you doing? I want to go home. I want to talk about that. We'll play what Missoula My said team afterwards. Sucks. It, the Hawks have more wins than the Bulls right now, Yurko. Do they? I don't know that. It, yeah. Seven. They've got seven, right? Yeah. And the Hawks, have, the Bulls have five. Oh. They're trending for twenty-one victories here. Still a good question. Three one two three three two three seven seven six is the number. Ring us up. We're back in two minutes.